So this is a time when you let go of fears, you let go of habits, you let go of anything that you want to, to then make space to become who you really want to be. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. So I'm very excited because I have one of my good friends on the podcast with me today. Now, this lovely, magical lady has been on the podcast before and talked all about manifestation, crystals, all of that. And I've asked her to come on the podcast again because I know that like last month when there was lots going on around the full moon, everyone's emotions were like up and down. And like, I feel like everyone was all over the place. I was just hearing left, right and center that everyone felt like the moon was affecting them. So what I've decided to do is bring my friend, my friend Maggie Pugh, who is also a spiritual coach and tarot reader onto the podcast. And she is going to teach us all how we can really start working with the moon. Okay. So this is going to be an episode that you are not going to want to miss out on. So sit down, get comfortable. Welcome Maggie. It's so good to have you back on the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited. Last time, literally after we stopped talking, I was like, oh, I could have said this and this and this. So now I'm just excited. I'm like, okay, here we go. Some more. I remember our last podcast literally went for like over an hour or something. It was like one of the longest, it was the longest podcast I've ever recorded. And that's just because we like, we can talk nonstop. So this definitely isn't going to be the last time you're on. (laughs) So what I want to do before we quickly dive into this episode is I want to ask you a few just rapid fire questions. They're just fun questions, um, all relating to like spirituality, um, but mostly just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. So you ready for them? Yeah, let's go. Amazing. First question, what's your star sign? Gemini. So I'm a Gemini sun and everyone's shocked by that, but that's why I'm so chatty, I swear. Um, But I'm I'm a Pisces moon and a Cancer rising. So I think that's where I get all my intuition and empathy from. See, that's something we're going to have to have a quick chat about as well as how um, our star signs, you know, impact impact our personalities and stuff because I don't understand, but it's so accurate, right? (laughs) Oh, it's crazy. And like, you can literally see it in like, even children growing up. My friend just had a baby and he's four months old and we're already like, oh, he's such a Capricorn. It's so obvious. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And what's your favorite crystal? Ooh. My favorite crystal is, I love malachite. Um, That's because I'm an empath and it really helps to absorb excess energy. So it helps to differentiate my own thoughts and feelings and energy from other people's that I've picked up. Mm. So probably, probably that's one of them, but there's so many. (laughs) Love it. And what's your spirit animal? My spirit animal is a fox. (laughs) And so how do you know this? I've just always like asked for signs like I don't know I honestly can't even tell you when I started and where I got it from but for as long as I can remember my spirit sign has been a fox I've been like okay universe I need a little bit of guidance show me my sign and it's always been a fox and right when I started my company um, and started doing readings I was working full-time at this other business for a while and the girl that I worked with every day got a puppy and she named it Fox and I thought if that is not the biggest sign that now I'm seeing and hearing about foxes every day I don't know what is. (laughs) I love that. On the topic of spirit animals like what is it uh, that spirit guides are really for like for anyone who maybe isn't familiar with them like so what sort of um, you know does the symbol of the fox represent for you or, or how does it show up for you? So it depends like on different cultures and different beliefs. They'll see them in different ways. Um, For me, 
I just see it as like a sign that I'm on track or a sign to like get me back on track. Um, if it's something that you feel really, really connected with, then what you can just do is either ask the universe for it, or it's just something that you notice a lot and you just, it brings you comfort. And you're like, okay, I'm on the right track. Or you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I've been feeling so awful. This is a sign that I need to quit my job, or this is a sign that I need to start a new passion or whatever it is. Um, for me, spirit guides are just there to help you get back onto what you're supposed to be doing. Mm, I love it. I love it. And my last question for you before we get into this episode is what's the craziest spiritual experience that you've had? I know that that's probably a pretty big question, but <laughs> the craziest experience I've ever had. I mean, this one's kind of wild. I've used a Ouija board <gasps> with my friends and the girl who actually is uh, my business partner. And that was a crazy experience. Wouldn't like recommend it if you don't know what you're doing. I didn't know what I was doing, but the girls that I was doing it with did. And they did, they've done a lot of research and they did it all the time. And the one girl I did it with, she was actually a medium. So like I, I was, I felt safe, but it was, it was a crazy experience. Um, and my roommate at the time did it with us. And the person who came through for her was her great grandmother who spelled out her name. And she like Chantel didn't even know her great grandmother's name. And she asked her mom afterwards and she was like, Oh yeah, Maria, that that's your great grandmother. No, it was crazy. I would never do a Ouija board. That's just something that I'm like, Nope. <laughs> never happening <laughs> not a no thank you that can stay away from me oh my gosh that's freaky okay was, so <laughs> what was that it was crazy I was like I don't know if I would have normally done this but I did it with someone who like knew what she was doing so I was like okay we're fine <laughs> <laughs> I love it well let's get into the good stuff now so Maggie obviously some of our listeners may not know who you are so can you just give a quick little introduction into yourself and what it is that you do yeah, so I'm a spiritual coach and a tarot card reader. I do moonology readings, general tarot, love readings, chakra readings, anything that you're really looking for. My specialty is past life readings, and that was the very first deck of cards I ever bought, so I'm very, very connected with those. And I just started my business um, six to eight months ago. It's called Spring Loon Oracle. You can find us on Instagram at that same name. I'm partners with my friend Meg and she's a tarot card reader as well, but she's also a medium and she's amazing. <laughs> and yeah, I've been reading tarot for five years, six years, five to six years. And I also love working with crystals and all that stuff. I'm kind of just a little spiritual sponge is what I call I myself. Love so what is a tarot reading for anyone who may not know and and how does it all work because I know that a lot of people are really like when I say to people go get your cards read by Maggie they're like I don't want my future to be told to me I'm scared I don't want to know my death date so can you please like explain to everyone exactly what tarot is and that it's not that at all <laughs> yes definitely for me I know some people will use it more as like a fortune telling future telling tool but that's not personally how I read I will put out your cards a lot of it is for past and present so it'll be problems that you're dealing with blockages that have come up in the past and then with what you're doing now where you're headed so it's saying on the track that you are now this is the possible future outcome. However, that can be a warning that can be a like, hey, you're doing a great job. And it's kind of just reminding you to either stay on track or to kind of, okay, I need to reevaluate. Mm -hmm. um, so what I do is I always tell everybody that your future isn't set in stone. That's the whole idea of being a co-creator of your own reality, right? So there's fate in the universe that's involved and will bring you certain ways and will help speed stuff along but you also could make a completely different decision and change the outcome of your life you could decide to jump on a plane to Peru tomorrow and that would totally uproot your entire life and what your future would have been if you had stayed where you were 
So it really just depends on your actions. But what this does is it helps to kind of create a map of where you're going. So you can do the work on yourself and make the decisions that you need to make in order to get you to like your desired goal. Mm, see, I love that. It's all about like um, sort of guidance and like a sort of way to self-reflect is how I look at it, right? Like this is sort of how you're showing up. This is where you're heading. Do you, are you happy with this or do you want to do something about it sort of thing? And, and, and it's a little bit of guidance to help you start taking action to realign with the path that you sort of want to be on. And guys, like stick around in this episode because Maggie's going to do a general card reading towards the end of this EP. Not saying exactly when because you need to make sure you stick around and listen, <laughs> but she will be doing a general card reading for you guys. So make sure you do hang around for that. But um, the reason why, you know, you're, you're on here today and, and talking about all this with us is because you want to really share some insights into how to really work with the moon. And I know you do moon readings as well. So can you give us a little insight into what they are? Yes, I do moon readings with almost every single one of my clients and people who come to me for readings. They are just a great way to set up yourself for the month ahead and to set yourself up to do exactly what you need to do um, and exactly what your soul is calling you to do. It's so important, I think, to work with the moon and to work with that sort of astrological side of things because when you aren't aware of it, you're still working with the zodiac signs, with the moon. You're just doing it subconsciously and therefore you're not doing it with as much flow as you could be. Like there's a reason that right now, in a lot of places, people are like connecting with nature and you kind of feel like you want to slow down and you feel like you want to, you know, like curl up in a log cabin with a book or outside in the grass because it's Taurus season and we're all feeling that like grounding energy and wanting to connect with the earth. And I've always felt like that around this time, especially for me. I know you're going into more of a colder season, but here I'm going into more of a warmer season. So it's like, we're getting warm days and I'm feeling like I just want to be outside 24 seven. And I've always felt like that this time of year. And it's only within the past couple of years that I've really, really realized, oh, it's because it's Taurus season and I'm trying to connect with that sign and that energy. So I think it's so important if we can go through our days and go throughout the month aware of how we want to spend our energy we're going to feel a lot more energized we're going to feel a lot more aligned and there's going to be less pushback and less burnout mm. so like what role do zodiac signs play then like like ex can you explain zodiacs to everyone and um you know how you can find out what your zodiac sign is and and what role this actually plays with everything yes yeah, so with your zodiac signs, there's so much that goes into it. Pretty much everybody knows what their sun sign is, right? The day that they were born, that's the easiest one. But if you go online, there's so many free tools that you can look at your birth chart and you just need to know the time and place that you were born. It is important for your rising sign to get the exact time that you were born because it can change. So your sun sign is like who you are to your core and your morals. Your um, moon sign is your emotions and how you feel and how you deeply connect with others. And then your rising is how you portray yourself to the world and a lot of the time how other people see you. So how you look oftentimes is actually connected to your zodiac sign. And um, people, other people, your friends, your family, they will really agree once you figure out your rising sign they'll be like oh that really seems like you because that's the kind of person that you portray yourself to be to them so it's so important to find these out because it can really shine some light on who you are and kind of help you find a little more self-acceptance and some understanding but with the moon the moon goes into a different zodiac sign every about like three days two to three days and if you know where the moon is in the sky, you can play into that energy as well as you can play into the energy of, of the season. 
So first things first, can you look at someone and go, oh yeah, they're a, they're a Pisces or they're a Taurus. Like, do you straight away look at someone and go, yeah, I can tell what you are. <laughs> I'm getting a lot better. I'm getting a lot better. I'm still not as good as some people because I'm not as seasoned in it yet, but I'm getting a lot better. And when I am told someone's sign, I'm like, oh wait, yeah, that was, that's, that's so obvious, but I am getting better. I'm getting better at picking up the energy one of my friends actually went on a date with a guy a little while back and I told her I was like he has to be an Aquarius he has to be an Aquarius and on their date she's like so what time are you born like just got right to it and she sent me a little text and I put his all his stuff into so I could see his birth chart and I was like, okay, so he's a Scorpio, but he has a moon and rising Aquarius and three other Aquarius placements. So yeah, definitely that energy. <laughs> so once you know the traits and you know kind of the energy that people give, give off, it's very obvious. <laughs> mm. And as soon as you told me you were Pisces, I was like, that's why I love you. Like, <laughs> I love that. I love that. So you mentioned as well, when you were explaining all that, that um, what you really want to learn how to do is working with the energies of the moon. So obviously, you know, it's like a pretty obvious thing that the moon has an Im- like an impact on us, whether it has an impact on our emotions or whatever it may be. So why is it that this is so, why is it we always have emotional fluctuations at different points in the moon cycle and, and how can we start to work around that? So it's all going to be like very personal to your chart, but there's some general ones like when the moon is in cancer, you're going to be feeling more emotional and um, cancers are known to like stay inside their kind of home bodies and they are very, very emotional. So anytime the moon's in a water sign like that, there's going to be extra emotions that are coming up. Um, But it also depends if the moon is in the sign that your chart in your chart the moon is in you're going to also be extra feeling that so for me my moon is in Pisces so when the moon is in Pisces I'm very very emotional because it's connecting right to me so even if you have like a fire sign if your moon is in Aries for example or Leo where it's super super fiery it doesn't matter when the moon is in that sign in the night sky, you're going to feel that extra surge of emotion because it's tapping directly into your emotions because the moon is the symbol of emotion. And even in a tarot deck, in astrology, anything that's kind of in the spiritual realm, the moon always represents feelings and deep emotion. Mm. So surprise that it really affects us (laughs) yes I love that I love that you know someone actually asked me as well because I was talking to someone about how I was going to be doing this episode with you and they were like oh my gosh can you ask her does it have an impact on our menstrual cycles (laughs) and um, do men and women sort of get impacted by the moon differently I don't know if that's something that you would know how to answer but (laughs) I am not 100% sure but I know that I mean they say that women, like women are more emotional with these air quotes because we are more connected to the moon. Like literally back to ancient Greece, the god there was a goddess of the moon. There wasn't the god of the moon. So it's always been like a very feminine, emotional, like mothering energy. Even the stone of feminine power and the stone of um, emotions and kind of starting over and refreshing is called moonstone and it's this white beautiful iridescent stone so I mean I think if you I, I'm not an expert at that but I know there are ways that you can kind of like match up the moon as well as your cycle and I think that if you did that like you'd be in total flow with all of your energies I feel like that's something I need to do (laughs) so what she mentioned she was like yeah you you can match your actual cycle with the cycle of the moon and that apparently that's supposed to have some amazing benefits for you or that's just how it's meant to supposed to 
naturally be. But um, yeah, I think that's so interesting. And I love that um, you say that the moon is a very feminine sort of, you know, thing in itself, like with goddesses rather than gods. And it, it really makes sense that if the moon is really connected to emotions, that you are stepping into your femme, whether you're male or female, like if you're working with the moon and you're getting connected to yourself and getting in touch with your emotions and how you're feeling, that is a very femme state to be in. So that's really, really awesome. But um, what I want to ask you now is, so obviously there's multiple different phases of the moon cycle. So what are each of these different phases? What do they represent? And, um, you know, what should we be really implementing as rituals as these phases come? Because I do see on, you know, Instagram in particular with a lot of these spiritual pages that I follow, they have different rituals for different phases of the moon. So can you talk a, a bit about this to us today? Totally. And I always say like, it's always great to tweak your rituals a little bit, depending on what season you're in and depending on what sign the moon is in. So, but the four main stages of the moon are what everybody knows, like a full moon and a new moon. But then there's the times of it going from a new moon to a full moon. So when it's growing is called the waxing period of the moon. And when it's going from the full moon to the new moon, it's getting smaller. We call that the waning period. So starting at the full moon, because that's the one that everybody is always more connected with. And the, there's a reason for that. There's a reason that people say, oh, it must be a full moon and not like, oh, it must be a new moon because the full moon is potent. It's that huge, powerful source of magic and abundance and just that's the day that the most manifesting can be happening and you can bring with you the most power to whatever you're doing if you have a choice that's the day that you want to be like making that power moves that's the day that you want to be talking to your boss about the promotion and putting your down payment on your house or applying for universities or whatever it is that you want to do like the full moon is that huge manifesting power that's just like all right we're here we're going to do this with you so that's why it's great like to do a meditation on a full moon because you're bringing in but I would say like an abundance manifestation so really focusing on what you want to bring in during the full moon if you have crystals this is a time to cleanse them with like either like smudging or water or sand or however you cleanse your crystals and then moving and putting them in a windowsill putting them in your backyard if it's safe to do so and letting them bring in this powerful charge of the moon so i always say to cleanse your crystals before this because then you can kind of give them a clean stit slate you can take away all that negative energy any stale energy that they've absorbed give them a clean slate to then just be able to fully take in that power so those are two things I always would say to do for a full moon. Any sort of manifestation ritual, that's what you do during that time. And then we move into this time of the moon getting smaller as we go down to the new moon. So we move into the waning period. And that's a time to release everything that's no longer serving you. So it's a time to make space for when we are then taking these action steps and growing in the future. Because you can't really start something new and create new rituals and, and start all these amazing new practices for yourself or even starting a new job without first letting things go that doesn't serve that part of yourself anymore. So this is a time when you let go of fears, you let go of habits, you let go of anything that you want to, to then make space to become who you really want to be. And then we hit the new moon, which a lot of people don't necessarily feel the new moon as much unless you're connected to it. And this is just a time of new beginnings. It's a clean slate. This is the time that if there's something you've really been struggling to let it go, to do some sort of surrender ritual, this is a great time to do meditation that is more about surrendering, surrendering rather than bringing things in it's a time to kind of just have one of those meditations where you just sit there in silence and let your brain do what it wants to do to just clear out all those crazy thoughts and all of those negative feelings around yourself it's time to just 
let your mind do what it wants and organize it and set it aside. And then you move into the waxing period, which is when the moon is growing. And that's a time to once again, be stepping into your power. It's a time for planning. It's a time to become that person that you want to be and take on new habits so that you're prepared for that potent full moon energy, which is where we return to. Yes. I love that. I was just taking notes down of like each of them. So then we could do like a, a sort of summary of it that makes total sense what you said so essentially the full moon is taking powerful and aligned action you know this is all about focusing on abundance and what it is we want to manifest and really really taking that bold action and declaring it making it clear what we want to start attracting in then it's the waning when the moon is getting bigger or smaller bigger waning is smaller getting smaller so we're releasing what is no longer serving us. We're releasing our old self, releasing our fears, releasing whatever's holding us back. And then we're yeah. in a new moon, which is obviously new beginnings. It's a clean slate. You get to set a new intention, just think new moon, new you. <laughs> and then the waxing <laughs> is when the moon starts to get bigger again. We're heading back towards that full moon cycle. And so again, it's all about growth. So this makes total sense when the moon is you know, shrinking down when the moon is getting smaller and, and going back to that new moon phase, you're releasing all your fears, you're getting rid of it, all the old. So you're getting yourself ready for a new beginning. And then once you hit the new moon phase, you then, and then you follow by the growth in the waxing phase as we move all the way towards the full moon again. So that makes total sense when you break it down like that. So thanks for that explanation. But um, oh. what, I, what I do want to ask you now is on the 26th of May, we're in, yeah. 26th of May. Is this a, what, what moon are we heading into? What, fa- what phase of the cycle are we heading into here? A full moon. So right now we are growing. We are taking those steps to better ourselves, to bring in what we want. This doesn't have to always be really fiery action. This can be like, I want to find some sort of stability or balance, or I want to find boundaries. And mm-hmm. so it's you going up and being like, this is the life I want manifesting it on the 26th and then taking that time in the next 12 to 14 days to figure out okay now what do I need to let go to make this my reality Mm -hmm. so when you guys when when everyone's listening to this episode the new moon is going to be about two days away so I believe it's the 24th when everyone's listening into this so the new moon is approaching so what are some sort of like rituals and specific things people can start doing, whether it be journal prompts or like, what do you suggest that everyone take on board and give a try if they don't already have a new moon um, ritual for themselves? So um, it's going to be a full moon in Sagittarius. And then we're also in, (sighs) yes. Okay. We'll be in Gemini season and we'll be in the Sagittarius moon. So this is going to be, like really weird energy. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be really like, you're going to want to do so much on the 26th. You're going to be feeling this like crazy urge to like, just get a ton of stuff done, but you might not necessarily (laughs) be able to follow through. So Gemini's we're like all over the place, right? We're wanting to learn about everything. We're very much the magician in tarot where it's like kind of jack of all trades, master of none, because we get so sidetracked. We're like, okay, I want to learn about this. This is me in my spirituality. I want to learn about the moon. And now I want to learn about astrology. And now I want to learn about tarot. And now I want to learn about this. So on that day, you're going to be having all these ideas. And it could even be like of the person you want to be. You're going to be watching TV and be like, you know what? That's it. I want to move to a small town and just like live in a log cabin. And then you're going to go and buy a coffee and you're going to go, no, I want to live in the middle of the big city on a high rise, just sitting on a balcony, living my dream life. So it's going to be a day that you're going to feel a little bit scattered, but with kind of like all this potential and especially with it being in Sagittarius. Sagittarius is known to be, to be kind of like the wild child. It's like the fiery 
It's like the fiery girl who travels the world and like goes to music festivals. Okay. That's what I always think of as Sagittarius. They're kind of like just these blazing spirits who just want to go through life and not be tethered down. They just want to do what they want to do and nothing's going to stop them. So having that energy mixed with the Gemini energy, it could feel, especially for people who don't have that kind of carefree, chaotic, really, if I'm being honest, chaotic energy. If someone's more grounded, if you are a Taurus or if you are a Cancer who's a homebody or a Virgo who likes things very specific and likes to follow a plan, you're going to feel a little overwhelmed. Mm. But if you can take the time, do a meditation, do some sort of journaling where it's like, what is my dream life? What is, and make sure you're focusing on what is my dream life. Try and put aside all the outside influences of what you're seeing somebody do on Instagram, what your family wants you to do, what your best friend is doing and where they are in their life. And just really think, do a little meditation to clear your mind and think, what is it that I really, really desire? Mm. And it doesn't have to be a long-term goal. It doesn't have to be something that you desire forever. It's just, what do I desire as my next step? Because if you can find that clarity on this day, that's all about taking crazy action for your next goal, that's going to be so potent and so, so helpful for the universe to be like, all right, let's, let's deliver it. Mm. I love that. I love how you mentioned as well about doing that journaling exercise or doing a meditation and just coming back and focusing on you and what you want when you are feeling that sort of overwhelm or you're feeling scattered by all these, this different creative inspiration that's coming your way. So that's amazing. Well, that basically answers the question I was going to ask you about how should we respond to this, but is there any other sort of um, tips that you would want to give in relation to when we are feeling this, you know, influx of emotions, influx of um, thoughts and ideas and, and the potential overwhelm. Is there any other way that you would respond to working with this so we can make the most out of this um, full moon that we're entering? Definitely. Honestly, a lot of people will say something like, oh, grounding, which is so important. Grounding is so important, especially in a time of chaotic um, mutable energy, which is what we'll be in in that time. So even if you do your journaling outside in the grass in your bare feet. If you can do a meditation or just some mindfulness without your phone, without any other influences of just kind of maybe going for a little quick nature walk and just something to help yourself ground. That being said, so I have found personally throughout any really chaotic mutable energy times like Gemini season, Sometimes the best thing to do is just to try not to worry so much about the outcome of, oh my gosh, I'm changing my mind 10 times and just kind of like leaning into it, right? Like going with the flow, like this season is all about trying new things. And Geminis are known for being very academic. They always are like, are thirsting for knowledge. They just want to learn everything they can about one subject and then move on. So in this time, if you feel like that chaotic energy, know that you're not alone in feeling that. That's literally the energy of everyone right now. That's the energy that is in the air and that we're consistently being surrounded by. So if you just kind of allow yourself to lean into it and flow with what you want to learn about, flow with going in these new directions, because Geminis don't stay for long. So you're just going to flip off back to your old life in cancer season when you're getting back into this like homey, homey vibe. And you'll come out of it thinking, oh my God, those were such great adventures. And now I feel like I know this, this, and this. And you know what? I tried seven different things, but one of them really resonated with me. So I'm going to take it with me. So let yourself have fun with this energy and this season because you'll get to try new things. You'll go out of your comfort zone a little bit and it'll ultimately, ultimately be worth it when you can take it with you as a new part of yourself. I love it. I love it. And so obviously like, you know, I work with you quite a bit on my own spiritual journey and um, you do moon readings for me at the start of each month. So I can sort of have like a 
uh, an, an idea of where I'm heading. I love doing readings with you. I literally like every every single person I speak to. I'm like, go do a reading with Maggie. You will not regret it. Okay, so <laughs> guys, for you listening you. today, um, you're very lucky if you're listening in today because Maggie's actually going to do a general moon reading for everyone. So let's get that done now while we're on the topic of the moon. And then I do have one final question to ask you before you wrap up this episode today. Yes. All right. So let's see here. Got to bear with me for a second for the right cards to come up, but I'm just going to do a general moon, moon reading. So this is just going to be for the waning moon. So this is going to be from the, let me check here the 26th of May until the 10th of June. So this is going to be from the full moon to the new moon. So this is a time that you're going to be releasing what no longer serves you. And this is just a quick collective reading. So if you're listening to this, this just means that the universe is trying to connect with you. And this is a message that you really needed to hear. I feel, I feel this energy in everyone I've been doing readings for. June, I'm so excited for. I'm so excited for June. Everyone that I have read for, it's been like, there's been really weird energy. Everyone's been feeling burnt out and strange and just kind of off of themselves. And May, for a lot of people, because we're filming this earlier on in May, but <laughs> May for a lot of people is gonna be like a harder month. But June, I've been pulling this card for everybody. So it just makes sense it came up for the collective. I got the prosperity lies ahead. So new moon, moon in Taurus, which is just saying that during this time, anything that you are releasing is so much for your higher good because there's going to be a time in June where you're literally getting everything like money is flowing in abundance, people, good times. Like June is going to be a really good month for everybody. And if you can kind of let go of the person who like the parts of yourself that aren't serving you anymore, it's saying that there's a huge, powerful change, which I think is coming for a lot of people. I think it's coming for a lot of societies. I think it's just like, powerful changes on on the horizon so if you can kind of grab what you've been really really wanting to do and who you've been wanting to become this is a time when it can really come into fruition and like how funny is this we're doing a waning moon spread and it says the waning moon card so it's literally just saying something you need to remember is that this is a time to slow down. So Gemini energy is very potent. You're gonna feel like you wanna be like, bam, 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 bam. But just right at the beginning of the season, it's a really important time and the season's starting out in a waning moon. So it's a really important time to reflect first and think, who do I want to be during this Zodiac season? And what things can I embrace that will help me get there? Even if it's something that you never thought that you would do, you might never try it again, but it's important to take these wild steps right now to kind of allow yourself to feel out your own boundaries mm. and feel out who you want to become. So it's just thinking, it's reminding yourself, what do I need to let go of? This is a big thing. What do I need to let go of to make room for the person I want to be, to make room for this change that is coming? And then it's saying that Oh, this is so sweet. So the outcome is a new moon in cancer. It's saying that the outcome is the people who are meant to be with you are going to stay. So during times of powerful change, people shed away. You lose people that maybe you don't want to, or maybe you realize, oh, I really needed to. But this card, what this card says is you and your loved ones are safe. So it's saying, don't make, don't worry about making decisions that people aren't going to agree with, because ultimately, once you make this change, once you release what you need to, you and the people who are meant to be in your life and that you truly love and who truly care for you back are safe and they're always going to be there. So 
that's just kind of the energy. Like there's huge, huge, amazing change and abundance coming for so many people, but you really need to do that self-worth and do it for yourself and not others. And the people who are meant to be there will stay. It's the recap. I absolutely love that. So guys, like even rewind this episode and listen back to that reading that Maggie just did. Take down notes, see what connects with you and and start to like plan moving forward with this, right? Like I absolutely love getting readings done and and I'm going to pop all your details, of course, in the show notes so that everyone can go check you out and get a more personalized reading. We do how what, what sort of readings do you do for me again we do a couple of different readings usually at the start of the month so what are the ones I get done so we always do a moon reading and when I do a personalized moon reading it'll go a little more in depth than that it also comes with self-care rituals and uh, affirmations and mantras that I give you for the full month so what we would do is we would set up the waning period and then the waxing period and once you get the flow of that and you're really feeling it we're gonna start to do specific four card maybe six card spreads for the actual day of the full moon and the new moon so that you can set aside time on those days to really harness that but I don't always start with that right at the gate because it's like enough to just get used to the the regular flow of it so we do moon readings we do general tarot like usually what I do Um, especially for people who come to me every month for my like regular clients is I just kind of get you to chat about your life, which, you know, Emily, this is what I do. I'm like, Hey, tell me everything. And I just shuffle. And as you speak, cards are falling out of the deck and I place them in different piles. And I've always had like a pretty good memory, which helps, but I just go, okay. So she was talking about her love life with this pile. And then she was talking about her job with this pile. And I just kind of put them aside. And then when you're done, you could go on for 10 minutes, like as long as you need to tell me even longer, if you want, like as long as you need to tell me about your life. And then we go over the cards that have been picked and we say, okay, this is what you were saying at this time. And this is what came up. And then from there, it just kind of gives us the energy. It gives you a little bit of direction. And then you could say, I want to know more about my career. So then we do a career spread. So we do a few things with that. Um, I'll also, I have the animal spirit card. So I know I can pull, if you're not sure what your spirit guide is, that can change here and there. And I can pull a card to see like, this is the sign that you're asking from, uh, that the universe is going to send you if you feel like you're off, off your path a little bit. And we haven't done one yet, but I'm so excited to do a, a past life reading with you. Oh my God. We'll I'm do, so excited. <laughs> we'll have to do a whole other episode about past lives because they're amazing and I'm actually I have myself a past life regression booked for myself to kind of get to know my own past lives even even more in depth so I'm really that's something we'll have to talk about too and that's something I want to do with you because that can be so eye-opening for limiting beliefs and toxic patterns and cycles that you have throughout your life there's a lot of different things I can do honestly if you have any questions about your life my most common ones are who are who am I now and where am I going or how do I find love a lot of people Mm. come to me for those but it's a little bit of like self-development meets spirituality eh? I agree hey like I absolutely love doing our readings because like we end up sitting down for almost two hours like I think the first like last month or the month before whenever it was now, we literally sat down for over two hours and the time just like flew by, but cards were just coming and coming and coming. And it's so amazing because it's just such a massive self-reflection sort of experience is what I find. Like a lot of the stuff, it connects so deeply to what it is that you're going through and you're like, yeah, actually this is what I have been thinking about and the direction I've been thinking about going in, but I've just been wanting some sort of like reassurance that this is the right thing for me to do. And like, that's something that I love about it or and all of that but you keep on mentioning the word flow and before we wrap up this episode I want to ask you one more question that just connects to that so obviously for me like I'm coming to you because I really want to work on my spirituality and getting more in flow with my life my life's purpose and and all of that so how can we really start to find flow within spirituality for ourselves so it's going to be I feel like I say this with every question you ask but it's really going to be very different for everybody because we all are so individual. 
but a good way really like a good blanketed way to to get more into that flow and feeling into your body and doing what you want to do is to strengthen your intuition which I know we're working on um I work with it with other people as well it's just finding that trust in yourself that you know that you're making the right choice for you and that no matter what the universe is supporting you the universe has your back so the choices that you are making are always going to be aligned with your higher good so it's just doing little little things if you are very indecisive if you're having a really hard time knowing whether or not your intuition is what's speaking to you or if it's fear because that's the thing right it's intuition is that quick little ping quick little ping and then fear takes over and we think oh well that's the reasonable part that's my intuition that's my gut kicking in but really it's that first little thing of I really want to do that or this is what I want to have this is where I want to go and then your fear goes but that's not rational so it's easier to make the bigger leaps that you need for your soul's path and to find that flow when you strengthen that intuition muscle slowly. So I think something that I've told you to do is even going to the coffee shop and trying to intuitively pick what you want to drink or going and getting ice cream and being like, there's a hundred flavors. <laughs> and then thinking, okay, but what do I want? And even it's as simple as intuitive eating, which a lot of people are into. That's a huge way to strengthen your muscles, uh, your your in, intuition muscles and just listening to your body. So if you're like, no, I go to the gym every Friday, but your body is screaming at you being like, I'm so tired. It's saying, you know what? I can be flexible and take my rest day today instead of tomorrow and just go tomorrow. It's like fighting that strict routine to just listen to your body and then realizing afterwards that I didn't need that strict routine all along because just listening to my body and finding that flow not only makes me happier, but it also just, I have the same results. I have the like same lifestyle that I wanted, except for now it feels easier and I feel happier doing it. And mm -hmm. I think another really great way to remind yourself of that is by finding what works for you. And like, that's always my biggest advice and something that I think everyone needs to do is not get so tied up, especially with spirituality about what other people's spirituality looks like. Mm. Don't let people tell you that this is the way things need to be in order for you to step into your next level self or for you to be the spiritual being or person that you want to be so many so many like spiritual gurus and people who have been through it will say like you have to hit rock bottom or you need to have something awful happen in order to reform your foundations and build upwards but that's not necessarily true like don't let the limiting beliefs and the structures that other people have for their spirituality stop you from finding your own flow. Mm, I think that'll be the next episode we do together is um, trusting your intuition and finding your own flow because I think this is something that you know, more of us need to start practicing. Like you said, we do get stuck in these routines and then we think, you know, we can't tell the difference between just a habit that we've developed and what we really want for ourselves. Like when you mentioned going to the gym and ignoring the fact that your body needs a rest, your habit is saying go to the gym, but your body and your intuition is telling you something else. And it's learning to be able to differentiate between the two. I had a cool experience last night, actually, that reminds me, is I thought of you because I was like, I went downstairs to make myself dinner and I was like, oh, I really don't want to cook dinner. I, I don't know that I want to eat. But then my body was like, this is the time you eat dinner. It's time to eat. And I was like, I paused for a second and I was like, no. This is just my habit, like my routine telling me that I want to eat right now. I am not actually hungry. I want to go to bed. And so that's what I ended up doing. And I was like, oh, I need to tell Maggie that. <laughs> it's so hard. It's like literally, so like, it's huge. It's 
your like routines, your patterns. Like I'm someone who loves to like just binge out like snacking on snack foods when I get like a really bad craving for them. And what I found is that it's like me not fulfilling my cravings in the past has stopped me from, or it has caused me to like do this, this binging because I'm not listening to what my intuition is wanting. So what I do now is I'm like, okay, I'm just going to feed my cravings, but I'm not going to do it to the extreme. I'm going to listen to my intuition, but at the same time, still listen to my body. So it's like, you want to have chips? Great. Let's go and buy some chips. That's fine. But you're not going to eat the entire bag because then your body's going to feel really sick. Like you're going to have a sick stomach. So how about instead you feed that intuition, feed that craving that you want, but do it in a way that isn't overboard, right? So it's like feeding your intuition in everyday activities, but not going overboard where you're like not even in tune with what your physical body needs anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I love that. I love that. So I'm definitely going to bring you back. We're going to have a couple episodes yeah. <laughs> learning all about how to trust our intuition and get further in flow with our spirituality. But we have to wrap up this episode now <laughs> before we keep talking for two hours. Maggie, exactly. thank, you, thank you so much, Maggie, for coming on today. I have absolutely loved this conversation and I know that it's going to be so helpful for our listeners. Like, guys, go back over, re-listen to that, you know, moon reading and, and start to develop your own little ritual for what you want to do with this upcoming new uh, full moon on the 26th. So thanks, Maggie, for joining me. I really, really appreciate you having coming. Wow. I really appreciate having you come on and I've loved chatting to you this morning. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I could, as you guys can all tell, could talk about this forever. I have so much to say on all of these subjects and I'm so excited to come back because I feel like it'll just never stop. <laughs> Exactly. I just can't turn it off <laughs> exactly that and guys I'm putting all of Maggie's details in the show notes so go check her out go book a reading with her um honestly you will not regret it oh thank you and have a great a great full moon everyone don't let yourself get too overwhelmed it's gonna be great <laughs> so that's a wrap on today's episode if you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all for me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.